0: Hey, everybody. So this is kind of an extra episode. I'm taking a step away from the situation that I started last time with uh, my career. I am going to finish. I am working on it. It's just a long thing. But today is my brother's birthday. So you guys are kind of my therapists. (laughs) I mean, I have therapists, but I'm a total believer in therapists but doing this podcast is kind of like therapy to me. And today's been hard. It's been really hard. He would have been 53 today, and he'll never be older than 51. Same for Neil. They both died at 51, and they'll never be older than 51. And so I wanted to come on just to try to deal with my grief by doing a dedication to him. And those of you that knew Mark, uh, we're blessed to know him. We were all blessed to know him. And those of you that didn't know Mark, I know I've heard so many stories about him. And his um, journey was, well, I guess I can say two things. His journey of living was such a full life, too short, obviously, but he made every moment count. He was such a big light in this world and he meant so much to so many people it was incredible watching his celebration of life um my sister-in-law had his wife had invited people to speak and i remember telling us like you need to limit it to like two or three minutes and blah 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 i don't think anybody got up there and actually limited it um maybe Ronnie, maybe uh, Brandy's dad, Mark's uh, father-in-law, he may have followed the rules. I think he may have followed the rules, but the rest of us, it, it's just not possible. You couldn't you couldn't sum up Mark in a couple of minutes. And I think we all ended up being at that celebration for over two hours, just listening to people tell stories. And I remember seeing um, a Facebook post by a friend of the family, and she said something about having just gone to the celebration of life and and how she could have sat there for two more hours just listening to all the great stories. But that's what Mark's life journey was like, making that impact on so many people. And he just was larger than life. Um, there's so many stories I could tell. And I know people listening have their own stories. But part of the grieving process is remembering all that and taking all that in. <sighs> and it's just really hard. And this is the be real part of things. Um, we get upset and we cry. and But then we laugh and we think about all the joy he brought. And he brought so much laughter to so many people. I mean... I just had so many things I could talk about, and I know each of you the same way, but as I sit here today and I think about everything he gave to me, and um, the, the biggest thing I think about is how every time I saw him, it was always, what's up, Mama? How you doing, Mama? Um, he, he always called me Mama. I think that's because I referred to myself as Mama, <laughs> and so that just kind of stuck, Um. But it was always this joy of like, so happy that you're there. He was always just so happy to see you. And, and his house, as you guys know, was just open to everyone. And I, I, I feel like the whole city knew their door code. <laughs> um, especially on the good old Wednesday night Bubbles Nights. I don't know how many years ago Mark and Brandy started Bubbles Nights. I I really don't know how many years ago it was. Um, Brandy could probably speak on that more than me. But them and their girls um, started on Wednesday nights. Uh, They were big lovers of champagne, which obviously are the bubbles. And it somehow started that on Wednesday nights, everyone was welcome at their home for bubbles and watching videos Many times it was 80s and 90s videos, and then it obviously went into every decade. But it was, it was crazy. I mean, I remember like it seeped into like Haley's college life and all of her friends, and definitely Will and all of his friends, me and my friends, uh, my neighbors, um, the girls, and all there friends everybody knew about bubbles it was crazy because it was just a night of you never know who was going to show up i remember sitting there with mark and brandy so many nights and the back door would open and you'd be like huh oh, who's that coming in <laughs> and it was always hey hey you know it's so welcoming and so amazing And then um, watching the music videos and everybody would be bonding over like what a certain 80s song reminded them of. And then there became specific songs that just became bubble songs Um, and things that Mark would dance to. Yeah. Things that I would dance to. Oh, my gosh. I know there's a video that one of my niece's friends sends to me uh, maybe, I don't know, every year. But it's Mark and I. Being up dancing to thriller because he always made fun of me talk about wasted brain space still knowing how to do the entire thriller dance because I was obsessed with Michael Jackson and there's a video of the two of us doing that and um oh my gosh and my brain obviously it doesn't work well but uh oh gosh that singer now I can't remember it but anyway Mark would always get up and dance to him and and just so many different memories um he loved Pink. We loved listening to Pink, and then we would combine his love and Brandy's love with Keith Urban and do their duet that they sing together, and just so many things like that. But the bigger picture wasn't the songs, and it wasn't the dancing. It was the love—the love that he gave to everybody that walked through that door, and the memories. And I remember a couple of times we even made bubbles T-shirts. <laughs> we had Yeah, it was like hashtag bubbles, and he always talked about, like, getting a cocktail pool in the backyard on the bottom of it, putting hashtag bubbles, and, I mean, just these incredible memories. Uh, There were nights where I know Will and his friends, and Haley and her college friends, and, I mean, there had to have been 30, 40 people there sometimes, but it was so, so amazing. And they still do bubbles to this day. Randy and the girls always Wednesday night is bubbles. And we did it no matter where we were. We would be in Cabo and we'd have bubbles. If it was Wednesday night, you're having bubbles in Cabo. So I love that they're carrying on that tradition. It definitely has gotten a little smaller, a little more intimate. Um, But they still do their bubbles on Wednesday nights. And it's amazing. So that's one of the things that I think would resonate with many of the people listening to this just that joyful welcoming person that my brother was and that pretty much has been all of his life he was he was like that he always wanted people around and he always wanted people to know how much he loved them and he wanted people to always be happy and be smiling and be having a good time and and that that was just how he was um the the stories that everybody told At his celebration of life, I wish I—I mean, I know we have a recording of it, but I wish I kind of had some of them here in front of me to quote. I mean, because they're—they were just so incredible the way he touched people's lives, and even in his business life, you know, he took people in. He was an amazing businessman. He—he got his uh, masters from UMKC and got Entrepreneur of the Year. Like I think. Maybe while he was still in college, actually, because he had opened his own companies and he and my dad had dug companies together and he always just had this business mind. I mean, even stuff like before he was, um, I think it's before he was out of high school, like buying a car, remodeling the car, I mean, redoing the car and, and then selling it and then buying houses and flipping houses. and And that became a major part of our world flipping, doing houses together. Even as he was battling cancer, he had a backpack with his chemo running in him 24 seven. And he had that fanny pack on him. And we were still remodeling his daughter, my niece's house in Prairie Village. And we all did it together. It was this house built love. And he could do anything. I felt like he literally could figure anything out. He'd just google it and he'd youtube it or whatever and he'd be out there doing stuff to cars doing stuff to the house and he passed that down to his girls that's what's so amazing i mean he pushed he passed it on to me as well but um and that was my dad passing it to us and then mark you know kind of making those branches grow in different directions and so you have this whole tree of family that does all these things and knows how to do all these things and we do them together with love but i mean just those times I I can never explain how, how important those are, and it, it's just <laughs> all things like that. You just don't think about it, Um, but even growing up, and again, I, I needed to say, like, this podcast is not scripted at all. I'm literally sitting in my desk with a blanket wrapped around me, just reminiscing, just to try to use that as um how to deal with my grief today, but growing up, Mark was an amazing big brother yeah he gave me a lot of crap whatever but um I was a tomboy and I remember being with him and his friends like riding out uh, riding our bikes and jumping ramps and turning my pink panther bike into a dirt bike and and you know doing playing fort and all that stuff but I was always with the guys and that continued I mean even on into high school He was two years older than me and like I dated his friends, (laughs) Um, but he didn't like get mad at me. Like he didn't. I don't know. It was interesting. And I remember he always had my back, whether it was with a guy or whatever. Like even with his best friend, when he did me wrong, Mark handled it. Um, I remember then in college, he and Brandy went to UMKC, and then my freshman year, I decided to go to UMKC, and I moved in with them. They had a house. They had gotten married in the summer of '91, the year I graduated. They got married, and I moved into their house that fall. It was a house that he and dad and everybody had remodeled together, and uh, they had built, they had taken an attic and torn the ceiling out in the family room and built, like, a catwalk and an upstairs, and then in the upstairs act, they had built... Uh, a little bedroom and bathroom and it was kind of two bedrooms, but I had it like a little bath, a bedroom, a full bath, a little sitting area. And then you walk across the catwalk and I made it into kind of a big old closet. Anyway, so I lived with them my freshman year and um always so much fun and so much laughter and so much support. And like Mark and Brandy had two boxers and then I bought a boxer because we weren't allowed to have um, dogs growing up. So of course, as soon as we all got out of the house, we got dogs. But um, and then we bred my boxer and one of his boxers. And we had all these puppies. And oh, my God, we we literally like they treated the mother dog like their child. Uh, we took they took her for a sonogram and like counting the puppies. And then we hand delivered, you know, we delivered all the puppies and and videoed it and named each of them. And oh, my gosh, it was crazy. But that's what we did in our family. And I remember one time my freshman year of college, I went up to bed. There was a party going on at the house, whatever. And, and I went up to bed and there was a guy that had kind of been talking to me throughout the evening. Someone we kind of knew from when we were back middle school, high school, whatever. We knew him. Um, but anyway, I went up to bed and there was a lock on my door. And I always just, whatever. Well, this guy, I guess, kept coming up and like trying to get in the door and stuff. And and yeah, Mark wouldn't have it. And Mark like literally like went off on him, shoved him in a dog kennel from what I remember. (laughs) Yeah. You don't mess with his baby sister. I mean, that's that. And and oh my God, that reminds me, don't mess with people. I remember being in high school and he was on the soccer team. Oh my God, I remember this. And I was on the sidelines I can't remember if we were there as cheerleaders or if I was just there supporting. But I remember there being arguing on the (laughs) on the field. Sorry, he was getting into it with some guys. And I remember his back was turned. And like these two guys started running at him. And I like took off on the field. And I'm like, No, not happening with my brother. I mean, somebody stopped me, obviously. And somebody stopped them before they jumped him but or before they got in a fight with him. But it was just that gut instinct of like, uh-uh, not happening. If if he goes down, I go down with him, you know, that kind of thing. And we just had that our entire life. Um, it was just special, you know? I mean, that's how it was growing up. And I knew that I was blessed to have that. I know many people do have that relationship with their siblings, but a lot don't, they're not close or they don't get along or one doesn't let the other hang out with them. And, and I was always that annoying little sister <laughs> that was with Mark because I was only two years younger. So we had the same, I mean, not the same friend group, but I always wanted to be with him and his friend group, like in high school. Um, and he let me, I, mean, I think there were a few times he got annoyed and he's like, no, I'm doing this by myself. But the, you know overall, like as I remember it, he just kind of allowed it he didn't he didn't get mad about it. he just allowed so then, um, I went away to Mizzou for a while he graduated from u m k c um yeah, all the things they I remembered too when I was with Brandy and she um found out she was pregnant with Taylor with somebody because she was so young, and she goes down. She's like, I think I'm pregnant. And all this kind of stuff. And we went out to a good old hypermart. I think it was. Um, if y'all remember that out on Banister and got pregnancy test. Came home and she, she's like, Oh my god, I'm pregnant. And we were kind of freaking out. I remember I looked at her. I go, But wait, you're married. It's okay. And she's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> But I think it's because they were both just so young that we were like, oh, my God. I mean, they were married, everything. And they've been together since they were like 14, 15. So, I mean, and they were now, what, 21, something like that. But anyway, it was just funny that she and Mark were kind of like, oh, my God, what were you going to do? And we're all like, well, wait, it's fine. And they got the biggest, biggest blessing in little sweet Taylor. Um, Yeah. So, oh, my gosh. What else? Um. The thing that is everlasting, that will always tie me to Mark, would be Capo. So Mark loved cop Cab- loved, loved, loved Cab- And he always wanted to build a house or get a timeshare there or something. And he and Randy had gone to a few different places to get timeshares to look at things and just hadn't really decided. And so in 2017, when Haley uh, graduated high school, um, I kind of researched and found a place to go in Cabo, an all-inclusive resort, da 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 that we were going to take Haley and her friend as kind of her graduation present, Neil and I and Haley and Haley. Um, and so I told Mark, I was like, and I got, oh, I think actually, I think Brandy had already booked there. That's what it was. She had already booked for the place. And so I went on and looked at it. Well, then I went on and looked at it and saw that if you do a tour, you know, if you're like, Acting like you're interested in in buying in, you get it for a lot cheaper, right? And so I was like, "Well, heck, I'm always Neil and I." Side note: Neil and I were all about sitting through these little sales pitches to get free trips, or to get free airfare, to get free, you know, all inclusive resorts, because we were really good at saying no to things. Because I was like, "We got six kids, we got college to think about. I'm just a teacher making no money. We definitely don't have this money to give you guys for these." these things that you're trying to sell us. So we're really good at saying no, which meant we're really good to get free stuff. (laughs) So Brandy had found the place I called was like, Oh, maybe I'm interested in buying in. And so we got a great deal. So I'm like, Brandy, call back. And we got a couple days longer, or we were going to go a day before them and leave a day before them, I think it was. So anyway, a whole week, all inclusive, beautiful place. And I was like, Brandy, call and say, you're interested and see if they'll give you the same deal. And they did. And so Neil and I and the Haleys went down. I think it was a Saturday, Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. And what's funny is that we were there for a day. It was beautiful, but we were there for a day. And this place doesn't have like a nightclub. It kind of, um, it's got a few beautiful restaurants, it's got great pool bars, um, all the kinds of things. But basically at like eight o'clock at night, it kind of shuts down. It's kind of nunzo, right? And so I remember the first night being there and Neil and I were all about nightlife. Uh, And so I remember telling Mark and Brandy, yeah, it's gorgeous. And, but you know, it's just not for us. There's like nothing to do at night and just, uh, God, it's just not for us. Right. And so then the next day, Mark and Brandy and the girls get there and we're in the pool hanging out, this, that, and the other. And we just had the best time. So Neil and I, Mark and Brandy, go for the sales tour, (laughs) the dreaded sales tour. And like, we're saying no, we're saying no, we're saying no. Well, we start talking to some people that were really good salespeople. And this guy like befriended Mark and everybody. And he was just smooth talker for certain. And convinced all of you know that you know buying into this and you can rent your place out if you're not using it and and make money it can really be an investment situation and so you really would be making money while you also have this amazing beautiful getaway when you want it this that and the other basically we were yeah we were drawing it right so Mark is all in. He's like, Beth, we're doing it. We're doing it. You should do it. Let's do it together. And I'm sitting there freaking out. I'm looking at Neil like, we do not have this kind of money to be throwing it in here. You know, we got all these children. We got, we're got. we on a tight budget. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Neil and I live paycheck to paycheck. We always did. I mean, my other thing, I talked to you guys about coming into this marriage with all the debt he had from his ex-wife, and, and we lived with that up until... Uh, probably three, four years before he died. Um, But we budgeted. We managed. That's how you roll. So I'm freaking out. But then this guy convinced us so much that, oh, well, you can rent it out. So you actually make money on the deal. And I'm like, well, heck. And also there was something about like, 10 or 20 years in, they'll buy it back from you for this exorbitant amount, you know, all the bells and whistles, right? So us and Mark were like, we're going to take the contract with us and kind of read over it. And they were fine with that, which a lot of timeshares aren't. A lot of timeshares are like, you have to sign right now if you have to do this, or you won't get such a good deal. And, and this place wasn't. This place was like, take it with you, look into it, you know, read everything, send it to your lawyer, whatever you need to do. So we took it with us and everything. And Mark the whole time was like, Beth, mom, mom, God, let's do it. Let's do it together. And I know he he was in no matter what. And my heart was like, I really want to do this with her. I really want this to be our thing that we do together. That just something special. I don't know. Some of my heart said to do it. So we did. Oh, Lord, did I have buyer's remorse. I did not sleep the whole next night. I It was our last night there, and I literally did sleep. And there was like a 48 hour you can get out of it kind of spiel, you know? And I remember waking up and I'm like, Mark, I didn't sleep. I didn't, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I don't know. Between he and Neil, we stuck with it. Thank God we stuck with it. We figured it out. We stuck with it. It has been the most amazing thing. The memories I have with Mark and Cabo are so much fun. Um, it came on my Facebook memories the other day. I think it was last weekend that and I think I shared when Haley did a um the cancer the cancer benefit concert up at the Yeti and I I think I posted her singing. That would have been three years ago. Um, that weekend, Mark I think it was that weekend. Yeah. Mark was in Cabo and uh um, something had gone. I can't remember. Maybe that was right after Neil's wreck. I don't know. All the fates blur blurs together, right? Anyway, I remember that weekend. Haley was singing on Thursday night, I want to say. And on Wednesday, Mark was like, Mama, just come down for the weekend to Cabo. He's like, you can just sleep on the the pullout sofa in our residence and da-da-da-da all this kind of stuff. And I looked at Neil. I'm like, let's do it. Let's just have an eff weekend. And so I called Mark and I'm like, by the way, I just made flight tickets. I'll be there tomorrow. Haley was going to sing Thursday night. We got, on we got on a flight Friday morning, stayed there Friday, Saturday, came home with them on Sunday. It was so much fun. And Mark was always like, remember our F it weekend? And, but yes, it's the bad word. So I'm trying to be good. And when you just said F it, I'm coming. And and it was awesome. It was so much fun. And we had so many memories like that. Um the last time we went to Cabo all together, little did I know, it would be the last time with Mark and the last time with Neil, which I can't believe. So he had finished his radiation, everything. He had his surgery, all the things. Um, and it was in June. No, May. Sorry. May of 21. He had been cleared. I mean, done with treatment, supposedly cancer free all the things, right? So we all, I think it's, oh, I know what it was. I was doing a girl's trip to Cabo. uh, And I was taking all my girlfriends and I had booked for a week because when we go to Cabo, we book for a week. Well, I didn't realize that the ladies could not stay. I knew some of them couldn't stay the whole week, but I didn't know that all of them couldn't stay the whole week. So basically by Wednesday, I was going to be, we got there, I think on Saturday. And No, Sunday, and by Wednesday, I was going to be alone. So I was like, hey, Brandy and Mark and Neil, why don't you guys fly and come on Wednesday? So I have my girls' trip from Sunday to Wednesday, and then I have you guys Wednesday to Sunday. It's perfect. So they did. They came down. We had an awesome, awesome time. And I remember being at Cowboys, our place that I've talked to you guys about before. That's where Neil's ashes, some of his ashes are, our little country bar in Cabo. And I remember being there and doing karaoke. I remember Mark like FaceTiming my mom while I was singing and he and I sitting up on the bar laughing and talking and us taking pictures. And my favorite picture that I have of me and Neil and Mark is from that trip. It sits on my little, I'm looking at it right now, sits on my thing over there in between the two, um, containers that I got in Cabo that have some of their ashes in it. And it's the picture of me and Mark and Neil at Cowboys. Mark's got his arm around me. Neil's right behind me, kind of cuddled up. And we are just so full of joy. We thought we made it. You know, we had gotten through my Pembroke mess. We had gotten through cancer. We were coming back home to my niece getting married. Life is good right we made it and it's going to be fine and we're in this beautiful place together and while we're there um mark was complaining a lot about having headaches and i kept looking at him. and he's like okay and brandy's like oh i googled it (laughs) because of course you know that's what we all do i mean we're all guilty of it she's like it it, migraines are like a side effect of chemo and this that and the other and i remember turning and looking at neil I, i remember exactly where i was in the pool and i turned and i looked at neil and i go it's in his brain And Neil's like, oh, no, you guys can hear Neil doing that, right? Going, no, no, it's not his brain. This is from the chemo. He's fine. And that same trip, Mark had driven us to land that he was thinking about buying a Cabo and building a house on. He had taken us to this land. It was so windy at this location. And he's all excited. And he's like, Bran, we got to do it. We got to do it. And Bran, he's like, it's so windy and cold. And he's like, but when you put the house, the house up, it'll block the wind and blah, 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 blah. and all this going stuff. And I remember he looked, he's like, Big Neil. He always called Neil Big Neil. That's how Neil got that nickname, was from Mark. He's like, Big Neil, don't you think, don't you think I should build here? Don't you think we should do it, Big Neil? And Neil was like, well, I'm still just kind of wondering, like, why would you build a house, have to maintain a house, have to take care of everything. When we've got Hacienda Encantada back there with our butler and everything's taken care of, everything's cleaned and you know, everything's taken care of. He's like, I'm not understanding why. <laughs> He's like, I get it. You want to own your own place and have the everybody come and stay. But I mean, I think we got it pretty good. He's like, it's got, you know, all the um, securities taken care of, water filtration's taken care of, all the mix. And Mark razzed him so much. He's like, big Neils, take him, kick him, my dream down and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, fast forward. Um, best trip. Best, best trip. Um, fast forward and we get home and Mark's headaches and vomiting and just a mess. And basically went in and that's when we found out he had two tumors in his brain. Now, most people would think, oh, my God, brain tumors, like, Oh, my God. Which we all did. Obviously, we all freaked out. And this was, gosh, I want to say. Oh, it was right before Kennedy's wedding, because I remember standing around working on centerpieces or something. And and we got the phone call that it was two brain tumors and that surgery would be scheduled, I want to say, like, July 6th or something like that. And Kennedy's wedding, oh, gosh, was what, the end of May? Everything's, you know, a blur. But anyway, so... Now we got brain tumors. And I remember going to Kennedy's wedding and I remember Mark um, talking about kind of not wanting to go because he thought, you know, everybody look at him like, oh, here's the guy, poor guy who beat cancer once and now he's got cancer in his brain and everybody looking at him, this, that, and the other. Um, But he he said he wanted to go for pictures because he said he wasn't ready for us to take pictures without him. So he had to be in the pictures. <sighs> so we did. And Kennedy's wedding, he was there for the pictures. He was there for the wedding. He was there for everything. He rocked it. He so rocked it. Totally rocked it. Okay, sorry. I had to take a phone call there. Um, anyway, so he rocked that wedding. Sam Hunt. Is that who has was? Sam Smith. Sam Smith. Sorry, now it's come back to me. The singer at Bubbles that he would dance to, Sam Smith. Anyway, so Sam Smith wore this like see-through shirt in his favorite Bubbles video. So Lori had given Mark that shirt and he wore it like under his suit or something. It was amazing. Anyway, wonderful wedding. But little did we know we were all Mark was, everybody was worried about would these be our last family pictures with Mark in them? And you know, that's just the kind of things that you think about when you have a family member struggling struggling with cancer. And um, turns out those pictures are the last pictures of our complete family with Mark and Neil both. So I am so glad that he came. I'm so, so glad he came. Um, yeah, those are the last pictures of our complete family. So. We do the wedding and everything. Um, he's scheduled for brain surgery. And I mean, takes it like a pro, right? I mean, even through all of his um, other cancer treatment, he defied all the odds. That's what was so amazing about him. He had this mindset and just defied all the odds. He, They were talking about the kind of treatment they were giving him back in the beginning. And they're like, we're giving you the biggest doses we can do of radiation and chemo and this, that, and the other. And I remember there was once or twice, I I don't know, that at the end of it, he was supposed to be done with treatment. They're like, you're handling this, like, so well. Like, we never do this really, but we're going to go ahead and give you another boost, booster of it, or whatever it was. Handled it like a pro. Whole time, he would get up, he would walk in the mornings with his girls and Brandy and keep himself going and keeping weight on and Doing all the things. I mean, and then when he did his surgery, oh my God, they removed his esophagus and part of his stomach. And oh my goodness, y'all. We, we then said he had a stomophagus because it was like directly connected. And then, and even that surgery, they're like, this is the biggest GI surgery you can have. Rocked it. Superstar. They were like, you're a unicorn. So we started calling him unicorn. I'm not sure he really liked that. But he definitely was our unicorn. Definitely was our unicorn. And even in Cabo a couple times, we had this big old unicorn floaty for him. And the best picture is him riding that unicorn in the pool. It's amazing. Anyway, so brain surgery, we were like, ah, you got this. Well, a few days before his brain surgery, now mind you, he had brain tumors. So he wasn't supposed to be, like, doing anything of any kind of risk, you know? Well, there was, I want to say... A rainstorm or something that he decided he needed to go out back and check his gutters. And when he did that, coming back in, he slipped, fell, broke his femur. Uh, And that's a whole other story. But so broken femur, has surgery on that. And literally like, I don't know, it was crazy. Three or four days later, has brain surgery. And that boy, they take two tumors out of his brain that night. He like door dashed a chicken sandwich from Popeyes to the hospital. <laughs> I mean, craziness, right? And he's sitting there and he's like talking to me. And this was right before he and Brandy's 30th wedding anniversary. He's like, Mama. And in Cabo, we had talked about doing a vow renewal because I can do, I got ordained online and stuff. And I married my niece and I married a couple other people. So he's like, Mama, you're going to renew our vows and we're going to do this at home and have a party and all the kind of things. Well, then cancer you know a brain tumor hit and then he broke his femur and all the things while in the hospital he's like mama we're doing it plan it get the girls on it we'll do our house we're gonna surprise brandy he calls our little girl ashley at toner and he's like here's what i want for her wedding band i want it to be um the purple that goes with um esophageal cancer i want those stones in it it's like a blue purple now i can't remember what it is it's that awful I want that with diamonds to match her, her anniversary band I gave her before and Ashley took care of it. And I picked it up and we set up this whole thing and we went shopping and got Brandy dresses. And one night we're like, Hey, I think it was like a Friday night before we're like, Brandy, guess what? Tomorrow we're doing a renewal, And she's like, hell we are. <laughs> but then she leaned into it. And it became amazing. And that day was amazing. July 13th was their 30th wedding anniversary. This was maybe what a week after his brain surgery, he had had femur surgery all the things and we do this amazing vow renewal and I recited their same vows that they did in the Bahamas on July 13th of 1991 so this was July 13th of 2021 and yeah it was just an incredible incredible day and I'm so thankful we did that it was such a blessing and just to watch their love is a blessing to all of us I mean Everything that's happened had happened to them incredible, just incredible. And those pictures too. um, we didn't have a full full family picture, but because people were out of town at college or whatever, but um we do have I do have pictures from that with Mark and Neil and me all in them, so we do have those so just amazing, amazing memories. So I know this is getting kind of long, but um he's just amazing y'all and it's his birthday today and i know he's up there with neil and i know they're partying but i want to end just with this because some of y'all didn't know me didn't didn't, maybe didn't know us during um his celebration of life or when he died and everything or maybe some of y'all didn't make it so i'm gonna finish with this i'm gonna read what i said i'm gonna try and get through it um at his celebration of life and i think that's a good way to finish it um because it's my way of telling them how much I love them and miss them. So, let's see if I can get through this. Okay. Dear Mark, as I sat with you the last few days of your life, I continued to be in awe of your fight, your strength, your courage, your will to live. As everyone here has expressed the uncountable gifts you shared with the world, showing a heart that was bigger than words can describe, that same heart refused to stop beating. Surrounded by Brandy laying next to you, your girls holding your hands, Nanny laying on you whispering over and over in your ear so that I love you would be the last words that you hear. Your heart literally refused to stop beating. What you showed all of us, not only these final days but the last year and a half, was a will to live that each of us need to learn from and make our own. I am so thankful that Will was bedside seeing the way a man fights to the end. He has watched you his whole life. You raised him and showed him the type of man to become, and he loves you so much. You have been the ultimate role model for all your nieces and nephews of kindness, dignity, charity, joy, family first, protector, and nurturer. I am so thankful that Haley was able to nurse you the last days of your life. She has always had a special bond with her chummy, and we all felt the bond between you two those last days. You trusted her, the calming down of your breathing when she spoke to you, even with her accent you always mocked. (laughs) and her love being shown to you with every touch, every word of encouragement. It was ironic that you had harassed her for not becoming a doctor for so many years, yet here she was in the perfect profession for taking care of her cherished uncle. Her hearing your last heartbeat and then helping with your final bathing will forever be cherished. It was an honor for all of us to be there as you took your final breaths. You made us laugh through the tears when you fooled us into thinking it was over time and time again. Even in those last hours, you provided moments of smiles, all of us sitting around sharing memories, tears, and moments of silence, again bringing our family even closer. Throughout your battle, you were strong for getting out of bed in the morning when it felt like hell. You were brave for doing things even though they scared you or made you anxious, and you were amazing for trying and holding on no matter how hard life got. My big brother, I have so many things to thank you for. Thank you for being my protector. From the age of age six, from the age of six, when I was only four, you saved my life. When I got flipped over in my swim ring at our above-ground pool, you quickly jumped in and flipped me over. At age six, you were already my savior. Through high school and boyfriends, then me living with you my freshman year of college, to divorce, to remarriage, you were always my man. You were always my first call. And I know that was true for many in this room, including my own children, Your children, our entire family. The last year was torture on you. Not just battling cancer, but almost more so battling what you called the lack of reliability. It worried you so much that you couldn't be the guy that everybody called. That's just how you were, always wanting to do for other people. I hope you let this earth knowing all the people that appreciated all you have done for them. Your reliability was never in question. You will always remain all of our first calls. Just now we do it through prayer. I want to thank you for showing each of us how to live life to the fullest. I have hundreds and hundreds of text messages from you, and so many of them are about living each day with no regrets. You told me over and over, every night we should pray to wake. Today is a blessing and tomorrow is a gift. After after Neil's death, in times of drama, you would tell me, it's all just noise. All the times I came to you crying and worrying, it's all just noise, as you calmed me down. One day after visiting with you, I got up and told you the errands I had to run. You then texted me and said, you have no idea what a blessing it is to hop up off the couch, hop in the car and run around. Jeez, simple pleasures. We talked often about this blissful ignorance, all the joy we had pre Neil's death and pre cancer, I want you to know that every one of those texts changed me, helped to fuel my perspective on things. Your messages helped me to keep putting one step in front of the other and look at life not through the lens of having lost my husband or watching you fight cancer, but instead the lens. Of I am so alive to make memories. And my memories with you um, will forever live in me. You changed every person in this room in some way thanks to your text messages, your phone calls, your smile, your hug, your jokes, your light you gave to the world. I want to share with you some of the light you brought to my world. You gave me brandy. You gave me and Lori another sister and mom and dad another daughter that our life simply would not be complete without. You showed me and my kids what true love looks like, how two people build lives around and for one another and get through hard times based on that foundation of love. You gave me your girls. Oh, how we had so much fun with Taylor as our first. The last we had with babies having babies. Along came Emily and the cousin trio was created. Then our 4th of July, baby Carson, rounded out your perfect family. You were an impeccable father. You raised strong, independent, brilliant young women. Job well done, my brother. The light all of these women have brought to our family will continue to shine in your honor. They love you so very, very much. And they are blessed to have been told over and over by you how much you love them. You gave me the light of Cabo. Oh, my goodness, you remember how stressed out I was after we signed that deal, and wow, did I have buyer's remorse. But it was the absolute best thing I've ever done. The memories we made at our hacienda fill a piece of my heart that can never be taken away. We will take you to Cabo, and and part of you will forever remain in Cabo, your happy place. You gave me the name Big Neil that still lights my face up when I say it. It was you that made my husband smile, chuckle and even go down in history for his great jump. (laughs) You kept his spirit alive and never let me forget to keep living, because it was what Big Neil would want. All I could think of the last couple of days was that you were going to get to see him. He was going to grab you and hug you, and you guys were going to have such an amazing time together. And I also know you'll razz him about my words. I will miss so much about you, my boo. I'll miss hearing you say, what's up, mama, when I show up unannounced. I will miss my text messages saying, how are you today, my angel? I'll miss you keeping it at 10 and 2, yet also breaking out into Sam Smith. I'll miss your cork keychains made at Bubbles Night while hearing you say that Karen Carpenter has the voice of an angel. Our family will miss seeing you in your khaki shorts year-round. Royals games will never be the same. I'll miss you telling me to stop yelling, (laughs) because I was always so loud, and to not let Brandy drink so much wine without eating dinner. I went so badly to have my phone buzz with a text telling me to, quote, win the day, rubber ducky, or when's mama coming over? Mark, you broke the mold for a son, a brother, a father, an uncle, a friend, a Christian. I am so incredibly thankful that you found Jesus Christ, and I know that the moment you took your last breath, you were welcomed into his arms, fully healed, able to breathe deep, standing strong on your healed leg. While I'm so very angry and hurt at losing you too soon, I praise God for giving me 48 years with the most amazing human I could ask for as my brother. Your hands pulled me up when I fell. Your hands protected me when I was scared. Your hands pushed me when I needed encouragement. Your hands cheered for me when I found joy. Whew. Your hands have held my heart and been my strength, my joy, my peace, and holding those hands as you journeyed out of this world into eternal peace and love with Jesus Christ, I will forever cherish. I love you so much, my big brother, Mark. Kiss, yield for me and rest in peace. So, with that, Hug your loved ones, people. (laughs) I say it all the time. And just take a minute and wish my big brother a happy birthday. So, and that is my being real with B. Reams today. Love him so much and miss him so much. I do want to um, do one more thing. I was going to play the song that Mark always sent us, but that I don't know about, like, copyright stuff and all that, so... Lord knows mama can't be getting in trouble for that. So I do want to just finish with this. If you guys would just go listen to Just Remember I Love You by Firefall, that really would honor Mark. It's a song that he would send to us the lyrics in text message whenever we were having a hard time or he was having a hard time. Um, Haley sang it at his Celebration of Life. So if you could do me that honor to just go listen to it, I am going to read some of the lyrics. It says, when all goes crazy and the thrill is gone, when the days get rainy and the nights get long, when you get that feeling you were born to lose, staring at your ceiling, feeling the blues, when there's so much trouble that you want to cry, when your love is crumbled and you don't know why, when your hopes are fading and they can't be found, dreams have left you waiting, friends let you down. Well, just remember I love you and it'll be all right. Just remember I love you more than I can say. Just remember I love you. Maybe all your blues will fade away. That's just the first verse. But if you guys could go listen to that, I think that would be a wonderful way to honor him. And with that, now that I've kind of composed myself <laughs> with that, thank you guys so much for listening. And my next one will definitely be finishing up trying to finish up actually the good, juicy stuff of my career. So take care. Have a blessed day, everybody.